Hello students! In this episode about Reptile Boy, we make light of some pretty serious subject matter. That's because we're all creative types who think we're really funny. It's not because we don't take them seriously, and it's not because we don't appreciate the gravity of the situation. It's just go in there knowing that we mean no disrespect, we love you all, and we're trying to teach you a damn lesson. Let's get so the theme yeah. going! <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy Newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. We are going to be talking about episode five of season two today, Reptile Boy, with our very, very special guest. It's Ashley Victoria Robinson. Hi. I'm very, very special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, before we sneak onto a tangent, let's head into the library. <laughs> no, I made a noise. We, we made no noises this time. I just did the There's no noise motion. to be cut out. Yeah, There's a really important pantomime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to be quiet. Paramount mm-hmm. pantomime. Thank you. <laughs> My paramount pantomimes lead to permanent prosperity, which is what Cordelia Chase is after in this episode. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Now, before we jump into the episode, let's introduce our very special guest, Ashley. Hi. Folks might know you from uh, Geek History Lesson, That's a very true. popular podcast, as well as the web series Redshirt Diaries. That Omar and Chris yeah. also work on. Yeah. yeah. As well as commercials. As well as, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have two TV commercials on right now. Oh, there's That's the cool. second one? Yeah. I just saw the one where you high five. Jim Parsons. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I just did a Barbie commercial. What? I know, guys. I know. Uh, and I was the oldest person on the shoot. I was a soccer captain, and there was like a 13-year-old girl on the shoot with me. So awesome. Play yeah. young. You can play young. I guess. That's 13. Great. <laughs> so yeah, that's, why, that's where you might find me in the uh, world. Jennifer Garner played 13 in that movie, right? 13 going no, on 30? Yeah. That was she was, I think she played going on 30. Well, she was she was 30, but she was uh, actually a 13-year-old in a 30-year-old's body. Yeah, there you go. She played a while. That's, but did she get to kiss Mark Ruffalo? That's the most important question. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, I think That's so. That's what happens. In that, that movie, I know this isn't a 13 <laughs> going on 30 podcast, but yes, really quickly, uh, and if you haven't heard, if you haven't watched the movie, just cover up your ears. What I'm about to ask is a spoiler. But does she choose to sacrifice her entire childhood to spend time with Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. Is that the ending of it? Because she's just like, she becomes a kid again. And then she's like, you know what? I love you. Let's. You know what? I want to do grown up things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't really remember that movie because I don't really like Jennifer Garner. So I try to okay. avoid her. You don't like Batman's ex wife? Oh, yeah, they're divorced. You don't it like was Sydney somebody... Bristow? Who what? brought down Oh, yeah, SD6? I never watched Alias. I never watched Alias. Me but people either. told me if I watched Alias that, like, then I would like Jennifer Garner. You would. You she would will, she will always be the her. mom in Juno. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like her in that. No, please. Sydney. Come on. Oh, I just never Sydney. watched Alias. You know what? It's One not, day. I will. I plan that to. That's the next podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, on at least my certain Alias podcast. Oh. If she actually does it. She mentioned it. I shouldn't have said that because now, well, now she has to do it. Now she has to. She now, speaking it. of uh, starting podcasts. Uh, <laughs> we have a let's podcast. Let's get this one started. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we are super excited to talk about this episode. It's a really popular episode. People really like it. People have a lot of opinions about it. Um, and it's a teaser for, you know, future adventures. But before we get there, we got to know what we're talking about. And hey, let's say that you were too busy shedding your skin or maybe your heat <laughs> lamp wasn't on and you were asleep. We're going to catch you up with our cram session. Chris is going to summarize the episode in five easy bite-sized snicker bar sentences. All right, I'm going to learn my lessons from last week. So go ahead, Chris. Take it away. 
Cordelia is infatuated with some college boys. One of the college boys, and, and one of the college boys, so one sentence, uh, is very attracted to Buffy. So Cordy realizes that in order to get to this super cool college frat party, she needs to invite Buffy along. One. One. <laughs> uh, Buffy and Angel as well as Giles are feuding because Buffy <laughs> is feeling distance. Fr- uh, she's having a lover's quarrel with Angel and having a slayer's quarrel with Giles who is preventing her from having her own life. And Willow and Xander are kind of just sort of observing this. Two. Two. <laughs> Buffy. Good so far, great so far by the way. Yeah. Buffy sneaks off and lies to Giles saying that she is caring for her sick mother Joyce but in actuality goes to a frat party where after boredom and peer pressure finally succumbs to drinking that drink that the frat boy gave her. Three. Three, yeah. Buffy and Cordelia have both been drugged and are unconscious awaiting to be sacrificed to a giant snake phallus monster that these frat boys are feeding women to and have been for a long time. Four. Four. Willow (laughs) and Giles discover this through some pretty quick research, recruit Angel, everybody goes to the frat house, and Buffy kills the snake, and everyone realizes that frat boys are just as evil as everyone thinks they are. The end. Five. Well done. Thanks. Good job, Chris. That was, that was great. Right. Yeah. I learned my lessons of last week. <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, I'm, I'm trying to. I was like, yes, listening. we mocked you less throughout. I was listening back to the episode and like Dale and I mock you pretty relentlessly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which probably doesn't help. It was keeping me on my toes. <laughs> it was, it was lacking relent. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> while I want to, to just skip ahead and just cover, um, the topic of the penis-shaped snake. Uh, one thing that always jumps out at me about this episode is that it starts with like an Indian film, yeah. and it's just this that dialogue. To you personally, it's, 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 it's like, is, it, is it Indian or is it Korean? It's, it's a, oh, it's, it's way Indian. Indian. Oh no, because sorry, it's I was talking. The, it's got the that dancing is so racist. No, I went to Korean barbecue we are different last night. People. I went to Korean barbecue last night, and we were talking about. Korean dramas, and then I watched this episode when I got home, and then it just all was. Let me tell you guys something really quickly. I am so tired of people coming up to me like, you're Indian, right? And I go, yeah. And they go like, well, what's your secret for bulgogi? And I'm like, no, that's Korean food. And then they ask you about mash. They're like, what was that like when Hawkeye was there? And they're like, what? Do you like martinis? Separate, separate situation. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's always funny to me it, 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 because I, I didn't necessarily grow up watching a bunch of Indian movies. Like my cousins, my um, illusion of you was shattered. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I grew up watching Buffy. <laughs> uh, this was a, that was the first Indian clip I ever saw. I'm just kidding. It's not true. Uh, but um, I but I still like I I can I'm sympathetic to people who are confused about Indian cinema. I sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> It got really tense. <laughs> it got really tense. We thought Chris was going to feud. But um, I'm sympathetic to that, but it's always so funny when people are like, but why are they doing this? Because I think in cinema, everything is weird. Like, I had a teacher who taught postmodern um, film theory, or I'm so sorry, contemporary film theory, as well as Indian cinema, Professor Sarkar. And his example was, he was like, 
people get people are like, yeah, why do in people Indian people sing a lot in movies? And he's like, but also people are like, why do Americans kick down doors? Like everything mm-hmm. is weird. <laughs> everything we do is just like slightly like in cinema is going to be strange. Because like yourself, Omar, uh, Indian people are whimsical and American people are assholes. <laughs> That's why. With no respect for doors, doors. <laughs> <laughs> or the illusion of privacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are to feed girls to snakes. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think that Willow and Xander and Buffy were being um, uh, inappropriate in their reactions to the movie? No, no, I think that's like a high school. Yeah, reaction. they were just they were, they were pure being wonder. American high school. Well, it was, it's pretty cool that they were like watching, watching it at all international cinema. Yeah. right. Whose idea was it to put it on? Xander's my guess. Yes. Yeah, definitely Xander. One hundred percent. Doesn't Xander like a, yeah. bring it up? Um, when they're all waiting in the courtyard later, when, they're, yeah. when they're loitering that they're going to go we'll and watch do another. more of this yeah. yeah here's a fun fact about Indian cinema Bollywood mm-hmm. movies like Hindi film mm-hmm. uh, is not the most popular cinema in India oh that's interesting Tamil film is the most popular I think like Hindi cinema is like the fifth most popular oh really but internationally because it's like the blockbuster mm-hmm. oh interesting so it makes more money internationally than it does domestically awesome one of my screenwriting teachers at NYU was a woman named Sabrina Duan and she wrote a lot of Bollywood cinema whoa did she write Bride and Prejudice she did not but she wrote Monsoon Wedding <laughs> Monsoon Wedding's awesome. amazing yeah she wrote Mariners that Mariners the great great director <laughs> yeah no Sabrina's awesome so that was her, like, she showed us some interesting things. Wow. Monty when it gets real, too, at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's Sabrina. That's Sabrina. <laughs> Anyhow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I guess to, to, to tie it in there, uh, I, was, I was doing a, a touch of research on BuffyGuide.com. And, uh, Good the, site. Great plug, site. Plug, plug, plug. I think it's a site that they kind of stopped updating at one point uh-huh i remember my main buffy sites that i checked was uh spoiler slayer buffyguide.com and it was like buffyguide.com like was mostly updating angel and then i remember kind of like halfway through like the fifth season of angel they kind of just stopped updating it and to me that was like it was like the magazine buffy and angel magazine blended into one magazine and then that site stopped updating and i was like no it's all Star Trek. <laughs> it's all Star Trek. <laughs> they're not as dedicated as the star trek fans because memory alpha is up to date oh my god <laughs> yeah that's good they tell you how many times the episode has been watched in general yes <laughs> constantly going up wow. um impressive. except for a few of the enterprise episodes <laughs> those yeah. stayed out about seven uh <laughs> Uh, but the uh, in in Indian in in uh, Hindi mythology, I should, I should say that's a more appropriate way to put it. There are um, characters called Nagas, which are like snake people. Oh, so the same all... kind of idea as like a Nega character in Japanese mythology. Like they're yeah. usually like evil white spirits. Uh, I mean, because I'm trying. Also, every... like frat boys. <laughs> yes, like these frat boys. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it, and it's racist <laughs> for you to say it because you're Canadian. I'm also white. <laughs> Maybe I don't understand what the word race is. <laughs> uh, so it kind of sets up the fact that... It, it just plants it. Thing. And also just the idea of um, an altered reality, I guess, right? Like, in the movie they're singing... This is like a Baz Luhrmann <laughs> introduction to it, where, like, curtains open, like, oh, it's probably going to be theatrical. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, there's, like, um, you have uh, a Bollywood musical in the beginning, and then the idea of, like, later, like, the danger's going to be something more paranormal or there more There is chanting later on. Yeah, That's yeah. like singing. Yeah. Were they chanting? Well, they were most... They were reciting... Lyrically. Yeah. They were reciting mantras. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
in English. It's also funny that like to they're, they're updated cultists. <laughs> <laughs> we exoticize. Never mind. I, the way I was gonna go down this, I realized I was gonna use the word weirdo in a weird way, and I'm not gonna do it. You don't want the, all the weirdos <laughs> out there to be offended. Yeah, I don't want the weirdos to be offended. Weirdos, keep doing what you're doing. Unless you're hurting people, then stop now. Yeah. How does everyone feel stop. about this episode? Um, I this episode actually is really specific to me because there was a time one summer in high school where I decided I was going to lock myself in my basement and not leave until I'd watched all of Buffy and Angel in one <laughs> sitting. I like had like a bucket that I was going to wash myself with. I Wait, had, is this you really? Mean, yes. It was that extreme? It was that extreme. You I buffalo was, build yourself? Yeah, I like I like I wrote like a little <laughs> thing. I signed it and I was like I'm not going to leave until all of it's been watched. I had this was back when like I was still VHSing, so it's like I had the first like few seasons of Buffy on DVD and the rest was all just like FX taped off things and then it was like all my angel was all just on vhs and so uh reptile boy i made it to reptile boy <laughs> wow and, and it, so i was like because reptile boy was the one while i think there's a lot of good stuff going on in this episode and i think there's you know david greenwald wrote and directed it there's a lot of definitely great things about it it was the one where i realized i didn't love it as much and it wasn't a classic to me. And I was like, I don't want to resent the episodes like this that I, uh, and feel so cabin fevered. And so I stopped at Reptile Boy and I didn't do it. And I left and I took a shower. Let's Your all. signature lie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all ask Chris one question about this. We all get to ask one question right now. Let's think about our question. I've got one. Was there, Colin, do you want to go first? Was there a bathroom in your basement? Yes. <laughs> yeah, mine was going to be That a was going to be mine. About the, like, was the bucket like an in and out situation? <laughs> or? No, the bucket was, I mean, it really, it lasted one evening. It was like, <laughs> season one, I got done in a day. The hygiene bucket. The hygiene bucket was only actually used one time. Did you have a store of food? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I or was this like a hunger strike thing? <laughs> I think I was gonna we ask my mom to <laughs> bring me food. You were just gonna shout because there were no cell phones in those days. You were Cartman. From yeah. the, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was gonna Warcraft ask friends to like. I had like a snack stash, and then I was gonna like ask friends to come and like cycle in and give me food. It wasn't a, a, a handful <laughs> of people. What part of your brain thought this was going to work? It's was, funny that the episode where they get locked in a basement is the episode where you're like, I, I call it quits. I can't be locked this in this basement. This is too close to home. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. These that, liquids yeah. are making me sick. It was. So, poof. And these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sister-sister episode, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think this episode is um, very... Depressing, sickening. Uh, I think that we see a lot of violent misogyny already within the first five episodes of this season mm -hmm. with um, Some Assembly Required and Reptile Boy, where it's like in Some Assembly Required, they're about to behead Cordelia and they're digging up female corpses. And in this one, where there's frat boys who are essentially date rape drugging these girls yeah. and then feeding them to a giant snake. Penis snake, please. A giant penis yeah. snake. <laughs> Which David Greenwald and Joss Whedon, according to Dusted, uh, it was actually intentional. Yeah, that I mean, it's very obvious. <laughs> I know, but it is. I mean, the episode... He's sleeping in with No, but, like, it's not like they were, like, trying to, like, 
sugar-coated it all. I wish it right. had like a little were seam on the blatant. top of its head. Yeah. That would have really driven the poet home for me. <laughs> they were just very blatant about what they were doing with that episode. They were, and that uh, Makita, the demon, is actually played by Robin Atkin Downs, who played Byron, the telepath, in season five, Babylon 5, and Byron, kind of a dick. Does, oh. he, does he look like a dick? Does he look, yeah. No, he had long, flowing Fabio hair, but... He was still the worst. And Babylon 5, see, they should have stopped at season four. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> that also, Segway. the thing about the Makita is Makita is so easily defeated. So maybe he I'm is. wondering if it's like... Such a lame... But uh, is the sword questionably enchanted? I would Has argue that it's not. No? You think it's just thing? a sword? I think it's just a sword. It is a phallic symbol, though. So it's interesting yeah. that the largest phallic s- symbol is taken down by mm-hmm. a female reading... Wielding a phallic symbol. Mm-hmm. And it's a Penis pretty weak me. thing. It depends on others helping it. It's, uh, it Welcome to the doesn't fem- know uh, what to do. Feminism 101 podcast. <laughs> and then finally when he does come out, it's like, he doesn't, he's not like a vicious, powerful demon. He kind of just sits there sort of twiddling his thumbs, unsure of what to do. And even when he captures Cordelia, he's like holding her loosely and then like, is like kind of just futzing around for like 10 seconds, not really being a, he sways a lot. Yeah, and then but yeah, he sways. And then Buffy very <laughs> simply with to the one song chop. she bangs. <laughs> he sways. He sways <laughs> like a snake. He sways. I'm calling uh, the extracurricular right now. Holm, <laughs> uh, what you just said about penis envy for all the Freudians in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> And also They're for all the waving their dildos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is this? It's supposed to be like the the term referring to basically like if a phallic symbol symbolizes power. So like a, a woman who wants to be in power, there's a term for it literally called penis envy, and it's that you and like a woman envies having that phallic symbol because with the phallic symbol she has the power, and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily like. I don't know how to word this. It's not necessarily like the truth or like what all feminism equals um, because it is. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) You have to have a penis in order to be powerful. Um, And also, I mean, to continue down, uh, not that Freud was a feminist because he was not. Uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) But to, to continue down that line of thought also with, Whenever people talk, I feel like whenever people talk about studying feminism, the one that they've read is Laura Mulvey. They're like, oh, Uh I know Laura Mulvey. Yes. Uh, And Laura Mulvey talked about the gays and the idea that a lot of cinema and a lot of representation is for a male gaze. That, Mm -hmm. like, it's what men want to see. Yeah. That's every Hitchcock movie. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean, the guy's literally looking through a hole in the wall at a shower (laughs) before he murders her. But I mean, mean, and it, no, but like, spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she dies in the first 10 minutes. (laughs) But, uh, you haven't seen Psycho yet. But, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I used to get annoyed when we read Mulvey, too, because I was like, I still want to like these movies. Like, that, it makes sense. Um, and that's how a lot of cinema is, especially because it is, like, a lot of male directors. It's just a very, like, male-heavy industry, male cameramen. Um, like every industry? Yeah, like every industry. <laughs> well, uh, but, IT and technology wasn't until, like, 1991. I don't know what happened. It was majority women... Were computer designers, and then out of nowhere, they were like, no, only men know how to use computers. Yeah, clearly. I don't know what happened there. A mouse is a tiny phallic symbol. Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, I would argue against you, but I think that... Anything that is longer people, than it yeah. is wide. But does anyone use mice anymore? 
Yes. Some oh. people do. Yeah. <laughs> I, editors. Uh, editors, <laughs> yeah. Uh, editors and gamers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And cats when they want to eat. <laughs> Your cat have penis envy? Uh, yeah, Oliver does. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post a picture of him later. Um, but, in the soon night card. This episode is really um, <laughs> this uh, this episode is really crazy <laughs> because it is dealing with this idea of uh, it's so uncomfortable because it's a real life thing. Yeah. It's yeah. a real life thing of like any and this is now we can. I mean, I feel like we we have this uh, this prelude to every thing that we say in every episode Chris Mm -hmm. but like now looking at this as an adult where it's like these college guys like let's hang out with these high schoolers it's like weird like red flag like Mm -hmm. that red flag has been thrown by like every single FIFA ref (laughs) Uh, it's like these guys are so creepy from the get go and yet they pull it off so well because I think they're this idealized version of like youth Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and like what people should be they're like handsome and they're rich and they do what they want uh, mm-hmm. And you find out that they themselves are dependent on a, a totally different force that they're not in control of, which happens to look like a giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if, and I'd have to go back and track all this, in all of the major Cordelia-influenced uh, mishaps? No. Is it, is it about wieners? What? <laughs> no, if that every time she kind of... Look in the background, is, there's a wiener. <laughs> that if every time she's going through one of these things where she's like... I like college men. I mean, she never does again. Or it's mm. like, I I mean, even through Angel, it's like... Well, she says that right at the end of the episode, like, younger men are always the way to go. Oh, right, where she has Jonathan yeah. become her, like, her little slave drink boy. fetcher. <laughs> uh, and it's the first time that Jonathan's name is ever said. Oh, yeah. Because it's oh, never yeah, said. Oh, in the last episode, but mm-hmm. it's not named. But I think that it's like Cordelia, we see going through a lot of stereotypes that someone who is like a Cordelia is generally represented to be in that sentence. I'm well, I think the, the Scoobies are like um, people who are getting, becoming more comfortable with their sense of identity, let's say. Mm-hmm. Sort of. That's not really true. But for the sake of this episode, kind of where you're going. Yeah. Uh, whereas I feel like Cordelia is everyone in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Where like Buffy just has to acknowledge that she's weird. Yeah. Willow has to acknowledge that she's just kind of weird. And Xander is so weird, it's a little painful sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas Cordelia is, I feel like, just the voice of society, though, where it's like... She's mm-hmm. kind of the everyman. Right, right. Yeah. This is who you should be attracted to. Like, mm-hmm. this is what you should aspire to be. Um, and it's it sucks that she's constantly punished for it, I mm-hmm. feel. But I think she learns every single time. It's like, she every time she goes through a traumatic experience like that, I think that she does become stronger and why oh because she's great yeah and that but and that because she is pretty much part of the gang at this point i think we kind of determined the episode where she becomes yeah. part of the gang last year uh so she really learns the hard way though yes no, like she, she never does. is like hmm well this thing happened last week mm-hmm. so maybe i should give some critical thought to whose car i'm gonna throw myself in <laughs> this week we're saying but i feel like also our uh not i'm just gonna include chris and myself in this <laughs> to be appropriate but I feel like also like our bias is kicking in because exact same thing happened to Xander last episode and we're not coming to that conclusion we're not mm-hmm. saying like oh you should date women that only you know instead we're more comfortable with being like well Cordelia should probably like stop seeing men because she's gonna put herself in danger whereas the exact same thing happened to Xander and we don't have that reaction which is interesting right 
Like Xander yeah. had to get saved by Buffy, and we're we're not like. But Xander should probably but not get around. Xander wasn't chained to a wall, helpless. Like Xander wasn't as victimized mm-hmm. yeah. as Cordelia and even Buffy are up to a yeah. certain point in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, da- the 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 skew of danger is like they had to invent a whole character to put like. Xander as a boy in danger. Yes. Versus yes, like, did. I mean, they just went to a, a party a and there construct. was something in a drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like Xander doesn't learn generally. <laughs> that, he doesn't go to class. He skips, was three, it three classes? Three, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Xander does not learn his lessons when he runs into these situations and Cordelia does. I think it's a huge difference between those characters. I think it's yeah. very fair to say. Because they're the two that I would... Are they the two that are kind of victimized the most in terms of... Relationships? Uh, well, Just, I like, mean, the danger that well, they fall into? Well, it's hard because I mean, Buffy not... is also, like... Buffy is also victim. Like, Buffy is the hero, but j- because she is always in these situations, she is also the victim a lot of the time, too. Like, she is constantly put in danger because she's constantly... Because of her role. Yeah, because that's her role. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also hard because it kind of shows that the female characters like, as is true in life, like, need to be more aware of their surroundings mm-hmm. and more, um, like, have to look out for themselves more because that's just how mm-hmm. life works. And some guys should just take a sword to the snake, to be completely honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, think I, they, like... I think they call that a bris. Yeah, that's what it is. I just want more, I just, I just want more chosen people in the world. <laughs> Uh, we'll see how that translates out <laughs> through the internet. We'll see how, how that gets um, interpreted. Chris just face bombed. Uh, how, with you guys, how, like, uh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm, that's totally incorrect though. That's not, I don't know if that's totally untrue of how I really feel. But, um, uh, how, do, how did you guys see older people when you were in high school? Like college people? Yeah. As like something to aspire to. To aspire to or like to, like you want to be them and you want to be like them or you want to like. Uh, Well, when I was in high school, when I was 16, I didn't know anyone who was going to college because there was no, there was no university in the city that I lived in. So everyone I knew who was in higher education was like out in the world and I never saw them again. Mm -hmm. Like there was never any opportunity to be like, I'm going to go date a college boy. It's like the giver. (laughs) They got to get knowledge. You know what? I actually, strangely enough, grew up in a college town. Um, (laughs) What do you mean strangely enough? You wouldn't believe it, me, Chris Ramante, growing up in a fancy <laughs> university. I know my coffee. <laughs> like, it was in uh, Durham, New Hampshire. It's where UNH is. It's where our high school was down the street from like where all the frat houses were. So, oh, there's also no fraternities or sororities in Canada. So that's Good. not a thing. Hellenic yeah. system doesn't extend above uh, the border? No. Canada just does everything right. So the temperature drops, <laughs> the temperature drops 30 degrees. Um, all the gays can get married, and there's there's no Hellenic system. Canada in is perfect. It's really, <laughs> really cold. I, I know, but like I miss sometimes I miss the cold. It's really cold. I can just see Holland like I'm going to Canada. I really and then like Canada. To her, like, <laughs> we'll, trade, we'll trade passports. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a pretty, at least my specific group of people. And the thing is, UNH has a lot of fine citizens. However, UNH has a frat system that generally has a negative uh, reputation. Uh And we used to, me and my friends used to go around with hula hoops. There was a store called Xyla's. And we could purchase hula hoops for like 25 cents. So we bought like 30 of them. And we went on a Friday night. Why didn't you guys get 40? That would have been a much rounder number. Well, we bought all the... That's all Zyla's had. You guys broke your 10 and you were like, you know what, we won't dedicate all of this to... Whatever, go on. Yeah. I'm sorry. We only had so much. 
Um, <laughs> high school kids. We'd already, right. Had, right. <laughs> we'd already hit the China Buffet. It was like, you know. It, anyway, so. Buffet. We yeah. went. We called Count it. it. Yeah, the Buffet. It's a we buffet. called it the Buffet. Jimmy okay. was there. We know. <laughs> <laughs> there were cheeseburgers. It's <laughs> <laughs> paradise. Margaritas. Margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> so we would drive down Frat Row. Uh, and we would, we would, we called it hooping and it was a competition <laughs> and you would throw, you would ring drunken frat kids. And when you would throw the hoop, you would go hoop and then you would and ring then you them. go, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> we should have. And they got so furious. <laughs> they hated being hooped. So to me, generally it was like, yeah, these college kids seemed like drunken, scary people. To be abused. Yeah, <laughs> to, be, right. to be mocked Victims. and covered in hula hoops. <laughs> How about you, Holland? Uh, I mean, when I was, I remember when I was in high school, like early high school. At the um, communicator school. At the communicator school, like when I was like a freshman. I knew older high school guys. Like I remember I really wanted to date this guy that was like, I think I was a freshman and he was a senior or maybe a junior. He was 18. I, it was, was an crazy. adult. It was like two years. But like my friends were like so against it and gave me a really hard time. So I didn't end up going out with him but then my friend ended up dating someone who was like two years older shortly after and then they dated while he was in college but it wasn't like it was weird because it wasn't like a college guy but then like the people that I used to work with from like my hometown like not from my high school would always go to like college parties and stuff but I would never want to go with them because Mm. I was like afraid so it was this weird like because I feel like I did kind of I was like, oh, like older guys are so cool, blah blah blah. But then at the same time, I was just like, I don't like, I will get in trouble or something bad yeah. will happen mm-hmm. or like. So I was like too the world afraid. Is spoopy. That's a healthy fear, I think, as a female. Yeah, yeah. But then it's weird because then when I got to college, I realized that college boys were just so immature. They're just like high school boys. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, I it's don't just know. like real life boys. <laughs> they just studied Nietzsche and read Atlas Shrugged, mm-hmm. and they're gonna tell you about the economy. Uh, Your no, bank account it's... is zero, sir. You don't get to tell me about the economy. <laughs> It's not Alice Shrugged, but still catch her in the rye. So, <laughs> so you want to call some prostitutes, but, uh, you know, just talk with them. Uh, I don't know if you guys have read the book. That was just a reference to the novel. James I read Sellers. it. Yeah? I read the book. <laughs> yeah? I feel like that was required. Did it change your life? For everyone. Uh, it changed my life in that before I read it, I had you didn't read want to, it. You didn't want to shoot John Lennon? Yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, did it make you want no, to No, I still didn't afterwards. Kill a beetle? No. After I read it, there aren't I, that many left anymore. You know what? One vacation, I kind of mentally narrated a catcher in the rye in my head. I went on a Disney World vacation with my family, and my sister narrated. didn't come. And usually, I hung out with her. Uh-huh. So it was like I kind of was like hanging out by myself a lot. So I just kind of like not exactly catcher in the rye because of all the like you know specific subject matter, but in my <laughs> own particular like self narration way, like would walk around like. Like on like the wilderness tour at like Animal Kingdom was just like, and the zebra is just such a special creature. Blah blah blah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> None of this actually ever got said. I like had this whole thing in my like monologue in my head about like how special the zebra was, and I was like, Dad, aren't zebras like amazing? And he was like, I guess. Not really. <laughs> my dad just like totally casually just shot down the magnificence <laughs> of the zebra. You were like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> it means a lot. Uh, what do you guys think about zebras? Yeah, let us know. A hoax. Tweet it. <laughs> oh, this white horse is painted. <laughs> or dirty. Or oh, dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really sweaty. And that is our bell. Uh, that was an interesting note to end on. 
Um, but we are not done quite yet because we have an extracurricular activity. And what that means is we are going to make something up on the spot inspired by the episode. Holland Farkas gets to decide it, and it's only going to be her this time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But uh, <laughs> what is it going to be this week, Holland Farkas? She's going to kill you with her eyes. <laughs> um, I, need, I really need to just come up with a list of ideas for myself or start taking submissions. I know. We should do an infomercial for the cult. Uh, the cult from the episode? The cult from the episode. Okay. Or a cult. All right. Improv comedy. <laughs> All right. Cue up the infomercial music. Whatever that is in post. You're sitting there on your college campus looking around, but nobody's looking at you. It's almost like you're not there. But fear no more. In the Makita cult for men who really, really like beer, you can have all your dreams come true. And not just... Ignore him. <laughs> he was eaten by our snake. Which is part of our process. See, what we do is we hold parties. For example, hey, would you like to go to a party tonight? I sure would. Is that Casey Kasem guy going to come too, though? Uh, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Then you make sure you invite Casey Kasem. Oh, rest in peace, Casey Kasem. This is... A, a, you, you just... Casey Kasem totally passed away recently. It His was really body's sad. just missing. What? Oh my god, it is. Wait, we gotta... Did they feed him to Makita? No, this is a real thing. We can't make jokes about this. Oh, sorry. Casey Kasem was an American treasure. Is still an American treasure. Was. Let's rewind. <laughs> hey, would you like to go to a party tonight? Well, what do you have at the party? Is there gonna be fun stuff, like booze? Yes. Then I'm in. Will you bring your friend? I don't really want to go to this party. Shut up, yes you do. <laughs> and then when they come to the party, I, you know, I don't really want to play out the plot of the episode. <laughs> What's important is that you need to be important. You need to be rich. You gotta have nice clothes and a nice car. And that's not just gonna happen. Sponsored by Man Bag Beer. And that's our bell. I don't know how I feel about it. I honestly don't know how I feel about that. That episode got a little rapey. Yeah, like we, I mean, we're, we're going to keep it in this, in this, for the sake of art. Do you think and, we were making too light of the situation? Yeah, I think we made too light of that situation and Casey Kasem's death. I think we kept that out. No, that's staying. I we're leaving that all in. This is, this is like going to be like, one, like a Shia LaBeouf thing where he does it and people are just like, I have to accept just it. Just do it. Oh, well here's my thing about Casey Kasem. I first found out about him uh, through Dana Carvey performing as him uh -huh. on Saturday Night Live. Awesome. Not through the Super Friends? No. He was Robin. Yeah, was he? and he was yeah. shaggy. Yeah. He was shaggy. shaggy. Well, I more now, importantly, he was Robin. He's like a king's <laughs> hero. More importantly, the Dana Carvey show was good. Damn it, <laughs> it was good. Colbert and Carell were on it. Louis C.K. was on the writing staff. Wait, did he do something weird recently? We don't like him anymore. No, what? Oh, no. Louis okay. C.K. is great. Oh, okay, what does okay, he do? Okay. Let's not get into it. He's just, yeah. Charlie Kaufman was on did that you know writing he's, staff. He's Hungarian and Mexican. I didn't know that. Isn't that really interesting? That is interesting. Because like I'm mixed race Hungarian. Think he's exoticized. He probably well. He no. he looks like a ginger. He really just he, it's funny the derision in your voice. No, 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 he just looks like an Irish ginger man, except he has brown eyes. Irish ginger, ginger man. Yeah. I have many friends. Gingerbread man is the offensive. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at our, just, our in in depth. Oh wait, I'm not allowed to say discussion. ginger, but you're allowed to say like gypped and like. <laughs> I just found out that that was, name. That was last year. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? Still say it. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us, uh, listening to our wild and wacky opinions about these episodes. 
we really, really appreciate it. We love your feedback. Um, we love discussing with you, and we love the fact that we're all watching Buffy either again or for the first time together. This is the greatest feeling, and it's such an honor. Uh, you can always check out Chris Vermonte at... Hello. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Amontiak. You can find me uh, across the greater Los Angeles area with musical improv troupe Robot Teammate and The Accidental Party. Or you can find me singing little wacky cartoony songs on Anim Fantastic. Where can they find you, Holland? I, you can find me at Holland Farkas on Twitter, Farkland on Instagram, Holland Farkas on Facebook, um, and YouTube.com slash TelltaleHeartXO. And Ashley, where can they find all of your amazing stuff? Uh, if you think they're amazing, you can find me on Twitter at Ashley B. Robinson. You can find me on Facebook.com slash AshVictoriaRobinson. You can find all of my videos on YouTube.com slash Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N. Uh, you can also find them on TheRedShirtDiaries.com. Geek History Lesson goes out every Tuesday. Sometimes I'm on TV. And on August 12th, buy my comic, Apollo 9, in shops everywhere. Ooh. Ooh. You're like a, a hundred... Threat. A centennial <laughs> threat. When, uh, when does Red Shirt Diary Season 2 premiere? Uh, sometime around September 15th. Cool. I'm not allowed to drop a date yet, which means we don't have a date yet. <laughs> cool. Drop that date. I'm Omar. You can always find me at youtube.com slash 2 or on Twitter at number 2 Geeks. And you can find anything and everything related to the Sunnydale Study Group at SSG Podcast on Twitter. Again, that's at SSG Podcast or on facebook.com slash Sunnydale Study Group. You can also go to jpsunnydale.tumblr.com and look at all of JP's art. He does he does work. The man does work. Yeah, I feel like I'm very curious as to see what he does for this one. <laughs> I'm very curious to see how everyone feels about this one. Yeah. be a lot of warning signs. I think this one needs a PSA at the end of it. And I'm not saying that facetiously. This episode deals with some pretty sketchy topics. And I think actually does so as well as you can mm-hmm. in a show that uses monsters for metaphors. Um, and I think it's done pretty pretty graciously. Uh, and so in that sense, be careful because there are sketchy people out there. And I'm going to put my PSA forward, which is if you're a sketchy person... Just, we're always wrapped up with an ambulance, I realize. Uh, if you're a sketchy person, just cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it there's out. no way you win from it. No. There's no thing, there's nothing you gain. No one will like you for it. Just try to just be chill. Find people this you get working. along with. This is working very well. Is it? All these people are listening. They're <laughs> yeah, they're Buffy. obviously all Buffy fans. Creepy. Don't be skeezy. Yeah. Because no one likes you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Do unto others. I'll never have happen. to worry about getting hit on and followed on public transit again. Yay. Psych. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's end on that note, because that's the reality of it. Grab your books, <laughs> grab your bags. We'll see you next week. of the PSA episode.
It was a very big. It PSA is a PSA episode. episode. We've yeah. done a PSA. Yeah. Episode. I bet that this was one that you know what I bet when it was WB credits roll, and I wonder if this is true. And if anybody knows this uh, in the world, please chime in. But it seems exactly like this kind of episode where it would be like at the end, like SMG or Allison Hannigan would have been like, and you should also not drink because of the effects that it can have. Drinking impairs your blah 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 blah. Yeah, so totally. So if you have a friend that's drinking, call this number. You know, and what the I mean? star goes by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charmed and the Dare logo comes up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Charmed. <laughs> I'm going to start a Charmed podcast. Oh, I miss Charmed. It's called, uh, Charmed. It's called uh, Charmed, Book Rooms I'm of Shadows. Sure. <laughs>